Welcome to Rhonda NP's Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda Jollip, nurse practitioner, hormone expert, and menopause mentor. Balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love. Let's get started. Hi, this is Chris Doctor. I'm your co-host for the Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda NP. In just a minute, Rhonda Jolliffe will join me. So if you found this podcast for the first time, I want to welcome you. Or if you've listened to multiple episodes, we hope you're enjoying the information and finding our topics of interest, but more importantly, that we are providing some actionable steps and strategies for you to consider during your perimenopause and menopause journey. We do our best to produce this podcast every week, and any of the resources or the products that we mention, we'll put links in the show notes, which you can find at our website, rondanp.com. So today's episode is number 016, and we're talking about these secret things called adaptogen herbs. But you know what? They really aren't secret at all. They've been around for thousands of years. But like so many things in the, quote, natural and holistic care arena, you may not understand exactly how they work or how to use them, how to start to use them, or what they can do to help relieve some of your symptoms like brain fog, hot flashes, anxiety, weight gain, you know, that list that just goes on and on forever and never ends. So we're going to talk about that today. We also have a few goodies at our website that we'll put in the show notes, and one of those is an infographic with the top eight adaptogen herbs for perimenopause and menopause. I'll also stick some links to the products we mention, which use a blend of adaptogen herbs. These products are Adreset and Cortisol Manager. So before we dive in, we would just absolutely love, if you're enjoying our podcast, that you rate and review it wherever you're accessing it. So maybe you're on Stitcher or iTunes or TuneIn or wherever you found us. Leaving an honest review will really help others find us and give us a try. You can also share any of our podcasts directly from our website with your friends on social media. We appreciate your help so much. So thank you. So with that, let's dive into the episode. So on today's podcast, we are going to talk about adaptogen herbs. And Rhonda, I didn't know anything about adaptogen herbs until we started talking about my perimenopause with you. It seems like it's a giant secret. What, what's going on with these adaptogen herbs? Yeah, you know what? I think if you're not in that space of alternative medicine or holistic medicine or nutrition, you really don't know about adaptogen herbs. And it is kind of this big secret. And I, I, it, they're my favorite things. And when I do bring them up to patients in the clinic, they're like, what? What are they? And when I explain them, they're like, well, that's really cool. Give me some. <laughs> and that's about right. They they work so well. They're like my favorite thing in menopause and perimenopause because I see results. Most of the things that I love so much is because I see results with people. What would be a typical patient who would be treated with an adaptogen herb and what would that look like? 
Well, as I've said in the past, when your ovaries start to fail in the case of perimenopause and menopause, your adrenal glands have to take over and they're now doing the work of your ovaries. And so they're secreting all your estrogens, your progesterone, your testosterone. Well, it's your adrenal glands that actually need support in this time. And adaptogen herbs are the best thing we can give our bodies to support our adrenal glands. So what's the difference between an adaptogen herb and say, you know, oregano? <laughs> uh, well, oregano is used for cooking, but actually oregano is really good for many other things. It's good for the immune system. And if you get oregano oil in essential oils, it's, it's good for so many things, combating yeast and infections. And so it's really good. But adaptogen herbs, actually, they are what their name implies. They adapt to the environment. So they might help your body get energy or help your body relax and calm. And so it really adapts to the environment. It helps your body. So some people will take them and get a completely different response because their body is completely different. And the thing about adaptogen herbs also is a lot of them carry over. There's only so many in the world, by the way, and a lot of them carry over the same support and systems. Some of them are a little bit better on certain symptoms, but a lot of them, when you just use adaptogen herbs in general, will do a lot of the same stuff like support your immunity and support your adrenal glands. So can you talk about, there's only a few or there's only some in the world adaptogens. So what are the ones that you would recommend for perimenopause and menopause symptoms like hot flashes and anxiety and things like that? So there's about eight that I really love and use most often in perimenopause and menopause. One of them is called holy basil, and it's got the name holy for a reason. It actually <laughs> is really awesome in creating a calm and a sense of calm. And because it adapts to your environment, it actually supports your adrenal glands. And so I'd use this. I love it in a tea, actually. You can get it in tea form, which is a really nice thing to take like in the evening, especially if you don't sleep well. It's a nice calmer. So holy basil is one of them. You said you like it in the tea, but is there, I, I think it would be interesting to know how you take them or can you, are they capsule form? Are they in all forms or it's just your personal preference? Oh, that's such a good question because they are in many forms. So you can take them in a capsule, buying herbs like over-the-counter herbs in capsule form. So you take, you just take them by mouth. Most of these you can get in oil form. So like essential oils, not all of them, but some of them. Some of them come in powders and they've actually like powdered down and they'll put them like in protein shakes or you can just take them in a powdered form and mix them into whatever. Many of them probably almost all of them can come in tea form because when you think about teas, the herb itself, you just put the herb and you steep it in water and then it takes out those wonderful properties into the water and then you drink it as tea. I'm really a fan of teas. I just think it's a great way to get these herbs and it just gets into your system nice and they, your body utilizes them really nicely with teas. Great. So what are some of the other ones that you recommend for perimenopause and menopause? So ashwanga is another really popular one. And a lot of people have heard of ashwanga. That's becoming, I think, I think that's becoming the most popular one out there on the internet. And wait, 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 how do you spell <laughs> ashwanga? How do you spell that? 
Yeah, well, I have, I think I need to put that in front of me because <laughs> that's one that I don't spell well, but it is funny. It's A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-A. Ashwagandha is really how it's pronounced, but I tend oh. to say it a little a little faster, Ashwanga, but it's Ashwagandha. <laughs> so yeah, that is a really popular one. And it is by far one of my favorites as well. And it really supports the immune system and the adrenal system. So Ashwanga will actually give you energy if you take it during the day. And if you take it in the evening, it actually is nice and calming and helps you calm and sleep. It is really one of my favorites. And it is in a lot of blends. When you see herbal blends, you'll see Ashwanga a lot. So that's interesting. You say that's an herb that can be used dual purpose. So calming as well as energy, how would, how does that work exactly? Your adrenal system is just that. Our adrenal system is the system that gives us our energy and helps us sleep. So it really balances out that whole adrenal system. So again, adaptive, meaning if your body needs rest, it will help your body rest. If your body needs energy, it will help your body need energy. A goal for everyone, is to have energy during the day and rest at night. I mean, it's that simple. And that's being disrupted in perimenopause and menopause because of your hormonal fluctuations. So these adrenal herbs can really help with that. Okay, great. So what's next? Well, ginseng is another common one that a lot of people know about. And ginseng, I really like that one for um, improving brain function in perimenopause and menopause. Uh, it makes you more alert and it also supports your immune system as well, but it gives you that sense of alertness and focus that you kind of lose during the perimenopause and menopause phase because of your loss of, of estrogen. And so the brain function, I really like that for ginseng. So ginseng tea during the day, during your work day is a really good option for people. So that would help if you're suffering from brain fog, right? <laughs> because that is a yeah. huge problem. It's high on the list of symptoms with menopause. It's a really common symptom. And personally, that was probably my worst symptom just because of the work I do. I didn't like that. I didn't mind having a few hot flashes, but I, I really didn't like the, that brain fog, that clarity, not thinking of words. That's been really my hardest thing through this whole menopause experience. So I do adaptogen herbs for that reason. Is there one called rhodiola? Is that how you say it? Oh yeah. Rhodiola is another really awesome one and used in a lot of herbal blends. Another name for it, they do call it the golden root because it's known for its anti-aging properties, which many people at this time want anything that has the word anti-aging with it. Yes, so <laughs> yeah, rhodiola is, um, it does affect those cortisol levels. So again, gives you nice energy during the day. And that one I usually re recommend during the day, but some people do okay with it at night. But during the day, it kind of gives you energy, supports your immune system, and gives you that nice clear brain function as well. Rhodiola also has been helped for that weight loss and some of that weight loss around the middle. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of the adaptogen herbs can help kind of balance out your weight that you're gaining during menopause because it is related to the cortisol levels. And so anytime that you're supporting cortisol levels, naturally, you're going to help that midsection weight gain. So what's another one? 
Well, Mac is becoming really popular. All of these have been around for thousands of years. None of this is new. It's so interesting when I'm just going to say Americans, we find something and it works awesome. And we think we've discovered something. And it's actually, these things were discovered many years ago. They've been thousands and thousands of years ago. These things were used before we had medication. And so these are not new. And maca is one of them. And maca really is the one that increases your stamina. And it's the one that we think about for libido and sexual function in both men and women, actually. And so it gives you energy and strength. Maca is really a, a wonderful adaptogen herb to use in perimenopause and menopause. And it is in a lot of, you will find in a lot of blends. Okay. So another one, probably a little less common that you'll hear is astralagus root. And that's really gives us more of our anti-inflammatory and immune system support. That again is an adaptogen herb and that's becoming more and more popular as well. Licorice root is a common one also. And what the number one thing that licorice root helps is hot flashes. If you're really having a lot of hot flashes and this is your main complaint, I would definitely add licorice root in there. There. Is there anything you have to be aware of with licorice root if you have other symptoms? Yeah, because it has basal motor support, sometimes it can raise your blood pressure. So if you have issues of blood pressure, you have to be a little cautious with licorice root. And even if you don't, sometimes it can raise your blood pressure. So you do need to be a little cautious. So I just say, you know, check your blood pressure weekly when you're on licorice root to make sure that it's not affecting you that way. And then another one is Shishwanga. I can never say this one. It's S C H it's S C H I S A N D R A Shizandra. There, like there Sam, we go. Sandra's I, at the end of that. I one. know it's such a pretty name and I can't pronounce it. <laughs> but this one really helps for energy. And the other thing it does is helps normalize your blood sugar. Now, keep in mind your cortisol levels affect your insulin and blood sugar as well. And so because of the way this helps the adrenal glands, it can help normalize that blood sugar. So I would suggest this herb in those people that are having some blood sugar issues, not necessarily just diabetes, but have maybe trouble with weight or blood sugar issues. Okay. So thinking about all of these, and they're all really great suggestions. What, what does someone do when she says, oh, this adaptogen herbs, these sound cool, but where do I start? How do I do this? You know, that's a good question. And, and some people will go down to the health food store and pick that bottle of ginseng and pick that bottle of rhodiola. And so I prefer to use the, a lot of these in herbal blends because they really synchronize together and collaborate in a way that they support the adrenals in different fashions. So one of my favorite I, I use is called Adraset, and that has ginseng, rhodiola, and cordyceps. And I'll use this for a support of the adrenal system, but energy, and people have known to lose a little weight with this. And that one is a nice blend that I use often. Okay. Yeah. Another one I use is Cortisol Manager that has ashwanga in with a few amino acids such as L-theanine and phosphocylserine, which is really a great blend to help you rest and sleep and help that clarity and brain function. And so that's another one I usually will use like at bedtime. And I can say I've used it. It was a lifesaver for me. Definitely. I'm still, I still use it. It's good. It's 
that's really good. I don't live without my cortisol manager. If I go for about three nights in a row without it, boy, can I tell. I think my husband can tell too. <laughs> <laughs> so is black cohosh an adaptogen herb? I've heard a lot about black cohosh. Yeah. Black cohosh actually is probably the most common thing you'll hear for menopause symptoms because it does help all the symptoms of menopause. Headaches, it even helps headaches, hot flashes, mood swings, sleep problems, heart palpitations. It can help for that. Night sweats. It even helps for vaginal dryness. It's not considered an adaptogen herb. It's an herb, however, that supports the system for menopause symptoms. And so it is a really nice herb to use. You have to be a little bit cautious with it if you've had breast cancer because it does have some stronger phytoestrogen in it. So that is the only thing, you know, I would be a little cautious with, but certainly short term to help you through some hot flashes, I think is quite safe. Can I ask a kind of silly question? What exactly is a phytoestrogen and why does a breast cancer patient need to be cautious of that? Well, phytoestrogen, phyto meaning plant, okay, and then estrogen meaning estrogen. So it's like a plant that actually can stimulate your estrogen receptors in your body. Now, these are wonderful to help with the symptoms because it's like taking some estrogen. So it's just in plant form and nice and natural. And so they can be very effective. But in breast cancer, you have to be a little cautious. I always think even short term with breast cancer, you're okay. And short term is like one to two months to get you through something. It's it's probably not going to make or break anything. But long-term, you know, getting to that one to two years of using black cohosh, if you've had a history of breast cancer, I probably would be a little cautious with this as well. I think there'll be more information as time goes on that it is safe, but right now it's just kind of one of those iffies. Okay. So in talking about caution, how does somebody know if these herbs, adaptogen herbs, will interfere with some of their medication? I mean, you just kind of roll the dice and see what happens? Or, or how, does, how do you know? How do you know? Oh, well, for me as a practitioner, obviously, I need to cross-reference that before I recommend anything. And so I'm pretty cautious with that. Most often when you start cross-referencing, you're going to see that most things do not interact with most medications. But when you have people on like blood thinners, some of these really help thin the blood. So you have to be cautious with that. Hypertensive medications, obviously you have to be cautious with a few of those. I, I use a tool through Integrative Therapeutics on their website that they have a drug nutrient interaction checker, which is oh. really awesome. Yeah, you can put in your medications and then the supplement that you want to try and see how they interact. And it will it will give you those interactions. So that is a really cool tool to use. And I highly suggest people use something like that when they're on the internet, looking at things and saying, oh, I want to try this. Too many people are not really checking, thinking that because they're natural, they're all safe. If you're on medications, taking herbs, you do have to be a little cautious with some interactions. So I really strongly suggest using this tracker. Good. I'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes so that you can check it out if you're interested in that. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Sure, sure. So those two products you mentioned, Cortisol Manager and Adreset, we do have those in the Rhonda NP store. And I'll, I'll put links in the show notes for those as well if you're interested in checking those out, if you're listening uh, and want to learn more about those ingredients and what that's all about. So is there anything else that you would like to talk about or make our listener aware of in terms of adaptogen herbs and really how they can benefit her during this time? I just recommend using them. <laughs> I, I seriously, I, I, it's 20 years of practice I've been using and they work. They work. You know, people will say, I have a sense of calm again. I have more energy. I'm sleeping better. You know, the list is really long, curbs my cravings. I'm not getting any more weight. You know, I just feel so much better. And personally using them myself, I can attest to that as well and probably wouldn't live without them. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And because during this time, there's so much confusion and even something as natural as this, and really a lot of women want natural solutions. And this is something that you absolutely should go check out. So, Oh, and the other thing that I want to just make note of is that when you're taking something for a reason, it should be helping that reason or don't keep taking it because too many people say, Oh, this works for this. And then they'll they'll use it, but it's not working for them, but continue to use it. A few things here on that note is the supplement you're taking, maybe it's not a great source of an herb, so it's not a very good herb that you're using, or maybe it's not getting absorbed in your body correctly, or maybe your body just doesn't need it. And so take note that if you're using anything for a certain result, that you're getting that result. That's just an overall good way of looking at things. That's a good point because a couple of thoughts on that either, hey, I just paid all this money for this. I'm going to take it to the end of this damn bottle <laughs> and, or, or my physician or healthcare practitioner prescribed this, so I better take it. But I think that's the part of communication with your healthcare practitioner too, is after how many weeks would you say of being on something like this, would you expect a patient to have some kind of a result or, or notice something? Well, a general rule is you should have some symptoms relief in a month, hopefully within the first week or immediately is what we like. But that's not that doesn't always happen, especially when you're supporting adrenals. If your adrenals are really, you know, messed up and, and fatigued, it may take a little longer for some of these to work. I usually give two months trial to see, okay, is this working for you? And that's usually what I have my patients come back in two months and I see. And if they don't notice anything, then I might change them. But let's say they notice a little bit, but they're not feeling great. If they've even noticed a little bit, that's good because it will get better. Because some of these, when you're treating the adrenals, if your adrenals are really, really taxed from years of stress and now going through menopause, it may take some time. And I usually tell my patients up to a year before we can heal those adrenal glands. I think that's really good advice. And also advice about being patient. Because in our world today, we want instant everything and our bodies are not built that way at all. And so that's a really good point. Appreciate that. Anything else? Last thoughts on uh, adaptogen herbs? No, I think we are good to go. Great, great. So we'll put all the information we mentioned. In addition, we have an infographic that we'll stick in the show notes too that shows all of the adaptogen herbs that we just discussed here today. So thanks, Rhonda. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. 
You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing. You've got this.